Hi, I'm Quentin D'Souza, and you're listening to Get Real Wealthy. Create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. We're going to be talking about tenant selection tips. Picking and choosing and filtering tenants is probably the most important thing you can do for having a successful investment property. A bad tenant can ruin your life. They can cause thousands and thousands of dollars in damage. They can take months and months at the like landlord-tenant boards, different tribunals, and different court systems. It can be a horror story for you, and it could turn you off from real estate investing altogether. And if you have any fear around this, you know, I'm hoping to give you some tips to help you to overcome those fears and give you some uh, suggested resources to get you to move in the right direction. So if you are doing this for the first time, we're, we're going to start from the very beginning. First of all, you want to have a good title for your ad. Now, when you're doing online advertising, you got to remember that it's about the title of the ad that captures the attention of the person who's looking at the ad. And everybody is looking online now. Okay, you're not usually finding tenants in other methods. So having a good title is important for people to click on the ad because that's what you want them to do. Now, Once they're in the ad, you want them to be able to get good information about the property. You want to talk about the benefits, not the features of the property. So a feature of a property would be like three bedrooms. A benefit of a property would be, you know, really close to shopping and have the ability to walk in parks, something that's location specific. Okay, so all of those details will really help and you can put them all in online ads. The great thing about online ads is you can put lots of pictures and lots of details. That's something that you couldn't necessarily do in in print advertising. Okay, and once you've got that online ad, you do not want them to call you directly. What you would want to do is have them complete some sort of questionnaire. If they do contact you directly, you want to ask them to complete a questionnaire first, or you want to have somebody call them and complete that questionnaire. Uh, The idea behind the questionnaire is that you're trying to figure out if this tenant is going to be a good fit for you, okay? You don't need to show the property to everybody. Sometimes you do that to avoid getting into trouble with Ontario human rights or human rights altogether. But the idea here is that you don't wanna put somebody in a property that doesn't make sense, especially if it's a duplex and there's somebody else who's living in the, the basement unit and you have like, um, like three or four kids in the upper unit, it just doesn't make sense. So sometimes you have to consider that when you are having people fill out that questionnaire, but you will never ever ever say a reason why you've decided not to show a tenant a unit. What you will say is we've decided to go with another tenant 
and leave it at that, okay? You do not give a reason because that's just gonna get you into a whole bunch of legal trouble, okay? The second filter that you're going to have when you're going through this tenant selection process is uh, you're going to show the unit and see how the, those tenants present themselves. Are they reasonably clean? Are they well-dressed? Uh, do they smell like, um, like they have been smoking some uh, pot or marijuana, whatever you call it, the kids call it now these days? How do they present themselves? Do they start telling you a dramatic story about their previous landlord? Usually that's a huge red flag, okay? You want to avoid drama. I don't want to deal with drama and nobody wants to have a tenant that has a lot of drama. So if you start to get that feeling from a tenant, you're, you're probably going to want to say to them that you decided to go with another tenant and you do that after they've already left. <laughs> you don't do that while they're there, okay? The next filtering process is the application review process. And I want to say that there are six sub-processes to this. So first you want to go over the application itself. Did they complete everything? Were there things that were missing in the application? If you've put down references, do they have two references? So you want to actually follow up with the references. I think that, okay, let's say over a decade, I've probably been called three times for previous tenants moving to another location. People don't follow up with references. You need to follow up with all the references that you can. And the reason for that is you want to get a feeling for who this person is. Are they telling the truth? Are they not telling the truth? Are they saying that this reference is somebody who's who they're not? You want to follow up with that. Third is you're gonna go through social media. You want to go through social media to see if they said that they didn't have a pet and they have a pet and you can see it clear as day on social media. If they've had problems in the past with previous landlords, maybe they're, they've had different sorts of issues. You probably see that in social media. So there are a lot of those things that you can see now that, that people will post and it's a great way for you to do some filtering. Uh, the fourth sub-process here is looking at online databases. There are databases that have some tenant information in it. For example, the Landlord Credit Bureau, which is now named Front Lobby, they have a database of information around tenants that have been late or not paying for those subscribers of that service who have been reporting that. There is Rent Check Corp who has uh, that same sort of a database. And you can also look on Canly for uh, under the SJTO, which is the Social Justice Tribunals of Ontario. You can look at past court cases. And thanks to a Toronto Star article, our Toronto Star Freedom of Information request, they have been able to post information of landlords and tenants' names in that database. So it's only for the, uh, I think it's only for the last year and a half, but you're still able to see if there were any orders, any evictions, any landlord-tenant board cases for anybody who matches the name that you have on the application form. So if you're not doing that, you need to be doing that as part of your tenant selection process. The fifth step of the sub-process is a credit check. 
So make sure that you are doing a credit check. There are a lot of credit check services available out there. I like to use Rent Check Corp. We've got a membership discount for our members with uh, Durham REI and Education REI. That's something that I found useful for me in any case. But a credit check is, no matter if the tenant provides you their credit or not, you should still be doing a credit check, okay? So make sure that you have that credit check done. And the last part of the process, and it's something that I do perhaps a little differently, but has helped a ton, is I use Rentify as the last step of the process. I think they're renaming to Verifast, but basically it allows tenants to connect their bank account to the service and the service analyzes their bank account fees and their bank accounts over the last 12 months to let you know if there have been any issues, if there are any pet charges that appear in there, if there are any NSFs, um, if the amount of money in their account is what they say that it is every month. It's a great service that I think is something that all landlords should be using as part of their process. You may have a tenant that does not want to connect to the service or use it, but that's their prerogative. You can also not accept them as a tenant, which usually means when people are already giving you problems, they're going to continue to give you problems throughout the tenancy. So it's going to be a good indication if you, if you get a roadblock on something like that. Uh, in any case, these are the tenant selection tips that I, I wanted to give you. I also wanted to let you know I've got a book on this topic called The Filling Vacancies Toolbox. You can grab that book. I also have a book called The Property Management Toolbox. So uh, I'll put the links in the uh, show notes and you can take a look at those. You can find them on Amazon. They are more in-depth going through the tenant selection process and lots of information around property management, specifically for Ontario investors. But I think that the filling vacancies toolbox can be used by anyone. In any case, thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure to like and subscribe, and we need those reviews, so make sure that you do that. And please share this episode with a friend and we will see you on the next episode of Get Real Wealthy. Have a great one. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. Until next time, I'm Quentin D'Souza. Get out there and take action. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for information purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to GetRealWealthy.com.